Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. morning Muskoka. I hope you're all having a beautiful Saturday morning. I know I am. I'm Kelly, local registered art therapist and phototherapy specialist here in the Amalgam Highlands and I'm your host of Mental for Art, the show that offers creative alternatives to talking it out. Because let's face it, as I say, not all of us are great at expressing our feelings and emotions verbally. Some of us have a bit of trouble finding the right words to express how we feel and that's where art and photography can help out. Because both are very gentle and self-reflecting therapeutic mediums that provide you with an opportunity to share how you're feeling visually. You know, when you can't find the right word. Uh, In my practical experience, however, I found that, you know, the use of visuals led to some really great conversations. So if you're one of those people who do have a hard time verbally expressing themselves, then I really encourage you to give the arts a try. And if you are using the arts, keep using the arts you just might find that it's the perfect fit for you. So having said that, let's dive right into today's topic of conversation, which is something that a lot of us struggle with. And not surprisingly, that's time management. Because let's face it, these days, there's a lot to think about and a lot to juggle. You know, for those of you with children, especially, however, having said that, there are a lot of single individuals out there that have even more on their plate than one would think. So, finding the time and energy to manage all those responsibilities and obligations can be difficult, but also mentally and physically exhausting. And, as you all know from the many times I have mentioned mental and physical exhaustion during the, you know, our previous episodes, it definitely takes a toll on our mental health, our overall mental health. So what do I mean by time management? Well, I'm referring to all those responsibilities and obligations that you have to juggle at work and at home, and then all that comes in between. And that includes things, um, you know, things that are related to work, like pending work deadlines, maybe meetings or unmet quotas, and things related to maintaining the home, like yard work or cleaning or laundry or even cooking. And then there's all the extras that also take time management, if not more so, like extracurricular classes, you know, for yourself or your family or your children, doctor's appointments and social events, and the list just goes on and on and on. And for some, even just thinking about it or talking about, you know, what needs to be done or scheduled can be extremely overwhelming. And as a result, it can cause cause you major anxiety. And that anxiety, like any other anxiety, wreaks havoc on your mental health. You know, it wreaks havoc on our mental health. In fact, did you know that the anxiety that occurs from time management issues is one of the most common anxieties out there? Why? Well, because time management and mental health are closely intertwined. And because of that, poor time management can and often does 
lead to increased stress and anxiety, which in turn, as we know, can negatively impact our mental health. So, what can we do about the stress and anxiety that comes from having to manage all the daily responsibilities and obligations in our lives? Well, that's a great question, and one that is going to take some decision-making on your part. Why decision-making, and why is it up to you to make these decisions? Well, because far too often, we, 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 are at the forefront of the stress and anxieties that we are experiencing, especially when it comes to the time management stresses and anxiety. Why, you ask again? (laughs) Because far too often we add too much or put too much on our plate and not the food plate, the responsibilities and obligations plate. You know, a plate that often needs deciphering because when we know the difference between the two, it can make decision-making a little bit easier. So, when we think of responsibilities, we're talking about a thing that one is required to do as part of a job or a role. So, something that involves being accountable for one's actions and the consequences of those actions. That's really important. Not just the actions, but the consequences of those actions. You know, it involves taking ownership for the roles and tasks where you're demanding or demonstrating your reliability and integrity, and your ability to follow through on something. For instance, being on time for work and being a good worker with good work ethics, or being a good parent and taking care of your child to the best of your ability, or even being responsible for yourself and looking after yourself. These actions or those actions are actions that are considered responsibility. They're your responsibility. Whereas an obligation is defined as an act or course of action. So something that a person is morally or legally bound to. So in other words, an obligation is a duty or a commitment. So for instance, if you see a crime taking place, then it would be your obligation to bring it to someone's attention or notify the police. Or perhaps if an elderly person gets on a bus, then it would be your obligation to give up your seat for them. You know, if the bus is full and there's not a seat to be found, it's your obligation to give up that seat for him. Not everyone will do this, of course, but it is considered an obligation. Or, you know, if you borrow money from someone, then it's your obligation to pay it back. So hopefully that helps decipher the difference between a responsibility and an obligation. Because the two can feel like the same thing when we think about time management. They are not. And the reason for clarifying this is to hopefully help you with the decision-making process that we are talking about, right? It's really difficult sometimes to decipher between the two because we also have to consider the want and the need. So do I need to do this? Or is this something that I want to do? Does my child need to do this? Or is this something that I want my child to do or they want to do? And yes, it can be really difficult to say no to your child, but we also have to take into consideration their mental health. And it's not always in their best interest to compound their day 
or their weekend with more than one activity. Speaking from experience, I know my kids, when they were younger, you know, they had hockey or they had dance or choir or something. And we tried not to compound that because we found that the one activity in itself required more than we thought initially. So there's always a practice. There's always, you know, extra extra things that they have to do at home for some of these activities. So you have to take that in, into consideration as well. So hopefully, um, you know, deciphering between these two helps you alleviate some of the stress and anxiety that you're experiencing when it comes to time management. So really give that some thought. So I'm going to leave you here while we, talk, uh, while we take a break so that you can ponder your own commitments and the commitments that you're making for your kids or, you know, significant others or yourself, whatever it happens to be, and see if you can decipher whether they are a responsibility or an obligation or, like I said, a want or a need. So see if you can create two columns, one for responsibility and one for obligation, one for want and one for need. And find the right place for each of your commitments while we take a break. So go grab a cup of coffee, cup of tea, or use the powder room. And while you do, give some thought to your current list of commitments that are causing you stress and anxiety. And I'll see you back here shortly. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome back to Mental for Art. I'm Kelly, your host and local registered art therapist and phototherapy specialist here in the Amalgam Highlands. If this is your first time tuning into the show, well, welcome. It's always nice to have new listeners and, and new concerns and things to talk about. And also, if you are new, then please feel free to catch up on any of the missed episodes of Mental for Art. All you have to do is, is go to the Hunter's Bay website, just click on what's on, scroll down to Mental for Art. And Bob's your uncle. All the episodes are there. You can click on any one of them. You can go over other ones that, you know, re resonate with you. And I would also recommend checking out any and all of the other existing shows. There's lots of musical shows. There's lots of other shows that have some really pertinent information. Each of them has something wonderful to offer you. And to those of you return listeners, I'd also like to thank you for taking the time, right, to tune in each month. Um, on your Saturday morning to give me the opportunity to talk about different everyday concerns with you and, you know, try and offer some creative alternatives and approaches to how those concerns affect you and how you work them out. So let's get back to our topic of conversation for today. And that's time management, which, as I mentioned in the first half of the show, is something that a lot of us struggle with because nowadays there's a lot to think about. And there are a lot of things that we, we, um, what's the word I'm looking for that, that we commit to, uh, that require juggling, especially for those of us with children. However, like I said before, there are a lot of single people out there that have even more on their plate than those with children. So finding the time and energy to manage all those responsibilities and obligations can be difficult, but more importantly, it can be mentally and physically exhausting and draining, which takes a toll on our mental health, right? It tires us out, makes us grumpy. It, it doesn't leave any room for other things that might be even more important. 
Now, before the break, we took a few minutes to decipher between responsibility and obligations, or want and need. And suffice to say that a responsibility is something you are required to do as part of a job or a role. You know, something that involves being accountable for your actions and the consequences of those actions. So it involves taking ownership, you know, where you're demonstrating your reliability and your integrity and your, your ability to follow through on something. So, like I mentioned, something like being on time for work or being a good worker with good work ethics or being a good parent and taking care of your child to the best of your ability or even being responsible for yourself and looking after yourself. Those actions are actions that are your responsibility, whereas an obligation is an act, of course, of action or better put, something that a person is morally or legally bound to, you know, something like reporting a crime that you witness or experience or offering an elderly person your seat on a, on a full bus, or paying someone back when you borrow money from them. These are considered obligations, not responsibility. And then there's the wants and the need, and those are pretty self-explanatory. So a want is, I really want to do this, versus, oh, I need to do that. I need to get up every day and go to work. I need to do a good job at work so I don't get fired, right? I need to take care of my child. Versus, oh, I'd really, I'd really like to take that class. Or I want, I want to go to that party, you know, things like that. So that's the difference between want and need. And it's important to be able to decipher between the two because, you know, decipher between the two, responsibility and obligation. And I should say, actually, decipher between the four. Want and need is also in there because it will ultimately help you with your time management and your decision making, which in turn will then help you lessen your time management load, and alleviate some of the stress and anxiety that you're experiencing when it comes to managing your time and all the commitments you've made. So here's the big question. How do we do that? Well, first and foremost, by categorizing all your commitments. Now, this is something that I mentioned before the break, is to sit down and write down all your commitments and then put them each one of them into a column. Is it a responsibility? Is it a Is it an obligation? Is it a want? Is it a need? So deciding whether they are responsibilities or obligations or wants or needs, whether they are something we are required to do or have to take ownership for, right? Or whether they are something that we are morally or legally bound to, whether they're something we just want to do or something we need to do. And once we decide which category our commitments fall under, then we can make the decision as to whether those You know, those are commitments that we feel that we can let go of in order to lessen our time management load or something that we need to keep so we can decide, are these a responsibility? Is this something that's non-negotiable? Are these obligations where, yes, it's it's my obligation to commit or not to commit a crime, but to report a crime or give someone my seat on the bus? Yes, but there are other obligations like being the coach of a hockey team or being on a, oh, I don't know, on, on a school parent association or something. I'm, I'm trying to come up with things right now. You know, you know what I mean. So whether they're responsibilities or obligations and whether they're wants or needs. And knowing the difference can help, as I said, let you help you be able to let go of the things that are not necessary to have on your plate all at once, especially. doesn't mean you can't come back to them, 
It just means that right now, while you're having this stress and anxiety around trying to manage your time, some things need to let to be let go of, right? Now, something like being a good parent and looking after your children, like I said, or going to work and doing a good job would be things that have to keep managing, right? But perhaps things like attending a party or signing your kids up for more than one extra 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 can't talk today, extracurricular activity at time, or cooking a big meal every night. These might be things that could be looked at or revisited, right? Perhaps it isn't necessary to attend all the special events we're invited to, or perhaps one activity at a time is enough for both yourself and your child. Like I mentioned before, we, we often dump a lot on our child's plate. Or perhaps ordering dinner in once in a while is perfectly okay, right? Especially if it means freeing up some valuable time for yourself and your family. So here's a creative activity that I'd like to offer you as a suggestion for helping you decide where your commitments fall. So I'll help you to determine whether they are a responsibility or an obligation or a want or a need. Whether they are something you can let go of, even if it's just for now or whether they are something you need to keep. And it's very simple, and it will just take a few minutes and some honesty on your part to determine the outcome. So all you need is a piece of white paper and two different colored highlighters. So for argument's sake, let's make these green and red. I mean, Christmas is around the corner, so those colors are are out there already. They're in your mind. So let's, and it's, it's kind of like a gift, right? You're giving yourself the gift of less anxiety and less stress. So to begin with, take your piece of paper and on the left side of it, write down a list of all your commitments. So you may have done this through the break, but if not, let's do it now. Highlight all the commitments. So using the green highlighter, I want you to highlight all the commitments that you know you have to do in order to survive. In other words, things that you need to keep doing in order to keep a roof over your head, clothes on your back, bills paid, food on your table, and your kids from harm. So those would be things like going to work, maintaining your home, looking after your kids, if you have them, buying groceries, those kinds of things. Next, using the red highlighter, I want you to highlight all the other commitments. These commitments that are highlighted in red are all the commitments guess what? That are not necessary to survive. So surprisingly, they can all go. Every one of them. The only reason they are there is because you feel they are of importance for some reason or another. And perhaps they are in one way or another. But are they important enough to cause you the stress and anxiety that they do? Probably not, right? Maybe they are. Maybe one or two of them are, but not all of them. So here's where the honesty part on your part comes in. The part where you ask yourself if you are committing to these red highlighted commitments for any one of the following reasons. Reasons like, one, because it's pleasing someone else. Two, because other people are doing it. Three, because someone will be disappointed in me if I don't. Four, because it looks bad or I look lazy if I'm not keeping busy. Or five, because I don't like not having something to do. In which case, you then need to ask yourself why that is. 
So if any one of these reasons fit as to why you're committing to one or all of your red highlighted commitments, then you're choosing to add stress and anxiety to your days for the sake of others. And I really want you to to think about that. You're choosing to add stress and anxiety to your days for the sake of others. You're choosing to compromise your own mental health for the sake of someone else's. And I know sometimes that's unavoidable. However, I also know that more often than not, it is avoidable. We just have to remember to take our own mental health into consideration before we say yes to commitments that aren't in our own best mental health interest. And there you have it. Told you it was simple. Now, it might be a little difficult for you to be able to let go of some of those things. And that's where you have to ask yourself those five questions, right? Is it because it's pleasing someone? Am I doing it for someone else? Will someone be disappointed in me? Will I look bad or lazy if I'm not busy, you know? And, you know, five, because I, I, I don't like not having something to do. So think about those things, because your mental health is just as important as anyone else. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of this month's episode of Mental for Art. I hope this activity helps, even in the smallest of ways, because even the smallest of changes in our thinking and in our daily behaviors can create a ripple effect in our overall mental and physical well-being. So having said that, this episode is as much for you as it is for me, because sadly, next month will be my last episode of Mental for Art. I do, however, want to thank you for joining me over the past couple of years and for taking the time out of your Saturday mornings to make my Saturday morning mornings One that I will always treasure. Ones that I will always treasure. I'm getting a little choked up. I have to manage my own time as well, though. So this is a good episode for me, as well as you. So I do look uh, forward, though, to meeting you back here next month when we'll talk about another concern that I feel is apropos to the ending of Mental for Art, and that's closure. So until then, this is Kelly, your host of Mental for Art, wishing you all positive growth and healing. Have a wonderful month, everyone. And please remember that the best way to put a little happiness in your day is to color someone else's. Keep coloring it forward and I'll see you soon. Bye.